Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to The Spilled Tea, your place for the latest on pop culture, entertainment news, and LGBT issues. Now, here are your hosts. Welcome to another edition of The Spilled Tea. I am your out-of-breath host, um, Emmy, and we have Michael. I heard you chuckling. Shut up. What? Lies. <laughs> I'm like out of breath. I just right, right as the show was starting, everyone, um, I ordered brunch, and he came like right at 11.58. I'm like, shit. So I like ran downstairs, gave him the money, ran back up. Whew, I'm winded. Um, Kyle can't be here. Because he made plans, and I, it's my fault for changing the um, the time. But there's a good reason to change the time today, because we have one of I'd say ten of my favorite people on, on the planet. Um, say hello, special guest. Hello, everyone. And that's my my boo thing, uh, Dallas. I love him to death, and he's. Um, Gracing us with his presence, haven't talked to him in forever, and um, I'm just glad he's here. So, um, and just so that you all know, time. Michael will be stepping out for a little bit. Um, like he, he's stepping out shortly, but he still loves us and wanted to come. So, <laughs> thank you. Love you both. So, um, let's just start off with everybody's weekend. Um, Dallas, since you are the one we. <laughs> don't know the least of, or have, have not talked to in a while, why don't we start off with you, my dear? How was your weekend? Um, my weekend was, so far it's been pretty good. Saturdays is usually yeah. our day where we, like, do all of our errands. So, like, yesterday morning we did grocery shopping and, um, you know, we go to the liquor store every week, so we did that, and then we clean the house. So, yesterday was just sort of that day, and today is usually our or day just to chill and and enjoy one more day off before we go back to work tomorrow. So yeah, it's been pretty and lucky how, and uh, yeah. And how was your um, Thanksgiving? Your Canadian Thanksgiving? Um, Canadian Thanksgiving was good. Uh, Colton's parents don't live in the same city that we do, so they came and visited. And uh, so it was nice to see them. And uh, I probably ate too much. I've gained some weight since the start of this. Oh, please. You're skinny, Minnie. You gained nothing. There's this hilarious Instagram post going around where it's like a quarter shot, and it's like skinny Jessica Simpson, and it's like spring. And it's like skinny Jessica Simpson, it's like summer. And then it's like a little bit tubby Jessica Simpson fall. And it's like oh. super pregnant fat Jessica Simpson winter. Oh. It's hilarious. Yeah. I don't know why everyone goes in on that poor girl. They just like go in they on do. her. Like nobody else. I don't get it. Well, and to be why fair, like the, like the fat one, like she is pregnant in the picture. Like you, right. you're supposed to be Which that size not when, cool. you're, when mm-hmm. you're pregnant. Yeah. But still, it's quite And then funny. on the flip side, on the flip side, they're attacking Coco 
and Christy Teigen for being too skinny while they're pregnant. So it's like, is there a normal weight to you be when win. you're pregnant? Like, what the fuck? Ugh, it's so aggravating. I just think people, you know what it is? I'll, I'm sorry to interrupt, but I will be honest with you. If you say something sweet to a celebrity, except for the boy who did the, the video for Patty LaBelle's Sweet Potato Pie, who I forget, I love that boy. Has everybody seen that video? No, but I want to. I will tweet it out. Oh, my God. <laughs> Except for him, normally, if you say something negative on social media, you'll get a, a bigger and quicker response from a celebrity than if you say something nice. And I think that's why people say such nasty things all the time. And, you know, I was looking at this feed. Um, do you know the guy who was Ellen's? Gardner, his name is Billy. Um, well, his real name is Billy, but his name is Nick on Ellen's show. Well, he did, so, um, posted a video or a picture or something of him working out, and there's this, like, bubble on his leg. And, of course, I was, like, about to tweet something like, oh, you look so cute, but somebody tweeted, what is that disgusting bubble on your leg? And he told them, you know, take your negativity somewhere else. But somebody else said, hey, what is that thing on your leg? It looks, it worries me. And he said, oh, well, I have this condition, blah, 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 blah. You look at all the other posts that say he's hot and sexy and beautiful. He didn't even like or respond to those. He responded to the ones about his insecurity. So that right there proves to me that people, especially celebrities, they don't really care how much they're loved. They care more about the bad stuff. So that's probably why everybody's like fat shaming Kim and, and all these and, and pregnancy shaming Chrissy and Jessica because they know that they're going to get a response. Everybody's been on the Jessica Simpson's fat bandwagon for so long. But sorry, I just went on a rant. I just I hate that so much. It's a big pet peeve. When I become a celebrity, I'm responding to all the good stuff, not the bad stuff. So, just so that you know. I'm right, sorry. Um, <laughs> how was the rest of your weekend, my dear? Are you talking to me still? Or my yes. <laughs> sorry. Yeah. yeah, everything else was has been fine. You know, like I said, it's been one of those weekends where we don't have much planned, which is nice because next weekend we have a really busy weekend planned, so it's nice to have just like a chilled out weekend. Mm-hmm. Well, that's cool. Michael, what about you? Well, um, so I don't think this will come as a surprise to you because I haven't seen mm. any movies that you seem to love. Uh, and I don't even know if you love this one, but um, I've never seen any of the Friday the 13th or the Halloween movies or Nightmare on Elm Street. I, I don't know those. And we have this, mm-hmm. uh, we, where I live, we have one movie theater, but there's this, there's this house <laughs> off this road called The Movie House. And apparently, and it's mm-hmm. an old house, and they sell candy and stuff, and they have, like, old rows of movie theater things, and they show old movies periodically. And so I'd never even heard of it, but they did Friday the 13th on Friday hmm. the 13th the other day. So I thought, well, if I've never seen it, this would be a good place to see it on the big screen. Right. So I, so I mm-hmm. saw that, and then uh went out with my friend Katrina. We had some drinks at, at a bar afterwards. And so that was a nice kind of, like, low-key night. And then yesterday, as I said, and you laughed at me, I didn't do anything. I stayed in the couch with my Snuggie. I watched Unsolved Mysteries, my Christmas tree stuff. I didn't even shower. I'm a little embarrassed, but mm. it was just nice to do nothing. So 
And then today Ooh. I'm headed out to uh, my niece's uh, birthday party. Um, and so that'll be what's on today, seeing some family. Please shower before you go, bitch. I can smell you through Oh, I'm already mm-hmm. clean. Don't worry. I had to get <laughs> ready for you. <laughs> Lord, have mercy. <laughs> well, that sounds exciting. How yes. How was your weekend? Um, Boring. Um, On Friday, it was my late grandmother's birthday, so I was kind of somber that day. And, and also, it was Friday the 13th, so I expect... You know, it's funny. Every... Friday the 13th, it's like either normal or really good day for me, probably because the other 364 are shit, but it was just a regular day for me, you know, I didn't do anything in particular. Um, Yesterday I did nothing. I did, though, shower, but I didn't leave my apartment, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and um, I did grow, and um, yeah, I just kind of relaxed and did nothing. Oh, something did happen yesterday that kind of, like, was annoying. So everybody's aware that, you know, I'm starting to date. So I'm starting to talk to people through social media. And I talked to this one guy. He seemed, like, really nice. And he's like, you know, you're really pretty, blah, blah, blah. And I said, yeah, thank you. And then he says, um, you know, I used to date a trans woman, but we, we didn't work out just because, you know, of distance. I'm like, oh. Well, let's just keep talking, see what happens. So we start talking, whatever. Then we move from social media to text, and we just start talking. He doesn't bring up any sexual stuff. He was really a gentleman. I'm like, God, this guy's so nice. Why is he single? I keep thinking to myself. So he finally says, you know, can I call you? And I'm like, sure. He spent maybe, let's see, we were on the phone for like 45 minutes. He spent 30 of that 45 trying to convince me to drive an hour from where I live to where he lives to come hang out with him. It was the most uncomfortable and annoying thing I'd ever experienced. And I'm like, oh, no wonder why he's single. So finally, at the what end was, of the call, I said, what? I was just going to interject and say, well, what was he like when you got there? Because <laughs> I'm guessing that's oh, not Oh, please. No way. <laughs> well, the thing is, um, recently on the news in, in my, the Boston area, People were meeting people on social media and then going out to their houses, not meeting these people for like oh. outside first, just meeting them right away. And these people got robbed. And I think, mm-hmm. you know, a couple of people got hurt. And I'm thinking yeah. about this story. And I finally said to him, I said, you spent all this time trying to get me to come to your house. I've said no, I don't know how many times. You're making this so uncomfortable. And I said that to him on the phone. He goes, oh, oh, you know what? I got to go. I got to go. I got to go. I don't feel good. I go, oh, okay, then call the ambulance. No, I got to go. Bye. And he hung up. And I'm like, that was the weirdest conversation I've ever had. So then he texted me. I lost points, huh? And he kept apologizing, but then telling me to come over. It was the weirdest thing that happened yesterday and most exciting. So, (laughs) and (laughs) not going to lie to you, it was kind of exciting. But other than that, that was it. I lead a pretty boring life, but um, so we already talked about, you know, this awesome guy named James Wright, Chanel. I will tweet out that video. You will, it will give you life. If you are having a bad day, you are going to laugh your ass off. If you're having a good day, it's going to turn great. He is so funny. 
and I, I don't know, maybe it's, um, maybe it's a shift in our culture, but for some reason, if I see, like, a very effeminate person, like a feminine gay guy, I'm so drawn to them because I feel like, God, I was so where you were, and I was, like, so scared to come out like that, and, and you are so confident, and you're coming out, and you're being you, and I just love it, so... Um, he's very effeminate. He's hilarious. He He's everything. And Patty ended up calling him after she saw the video. It got back to her people. Because Patty LaBelle, I don't know if you guys seen the Oprah interview she did. This woman doesn't even have a cell phone. She literally <laughs> does not go on the Internet. So people had to tell her about this video. And <laughs> it's so funny. I just love it. But um, so... I guess we can kind of jump around. Um, what did um, you guys, did you guys hear about the whole Gwen Stefani breakup? Yeah. Too, cause she, yeah. Um, yeah I, know that, I know that they broke up, but I don't know anything more. So it's her kind new of getting song messy. Is it's what? I think her new song is about the breakup. Oh, yes, yes, yes. So... I didn't even know they had any problems whatsoever. And that's the way it is with these Hollywood breakups. I never really know. And I watch you news every, every freaking day, so I should know these things. But so they broke up, and at the same time, her co-host for The Voice, uh, Blake Shelton, was breaking up with his wife. And all of a sudden, he and Gwen get together. And I'm like, huh. And it made me think, like, have these two liked each other this whole time, number one? And then number two, there are reports that come out that Gavin was banging their nanny and she didn't want to say anything because of their kids. I just, I'm so sick of hearing the story. And at this point, I don't even know if it's true. Like, you're not really big on, like, celebrity gossip or anything like that. But, Dallas, what is, what is your thoughts on this whole thing? Well, it seems like a lot of men... Like the nanny, because didn't Judy right. want to treat the nanny too? It just seems so fake, though. No, I mean, I don't, know. I don't know. I don't know. I, I it's think just like, I don't know. Go ahead. they were together for a really long time, mm-hmm. and I think it's, I think it's sad that um, that they can't make it work when when you're together for that long. With three kids, and you can't forget, in the middle of their marriage, like towards the middle, she found out he had a secret daughter. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They've been through some What a mess. What a mess. You um, know, it's weird because I, I've been in like a long-term relationship for a long time and it's like you're you're still a human being like you'll always find other people attractive uh, mm-hmm. I just think that you have a different mentality in the sense like I know that I'm not able to act on it do you know what I mean mm-hmm. like Mm-hmm. Fine. If Gavin thought the nanny was was an attractive person, but you should know better that you aren't able to act on that. Do you know what I mean? Like, I wonder mm-hmm. what drives you mm-hmm. to actually yeah. do that next step because I feel like it's it's such a um, it's such Cliche. a sign of 
for the spouse that you're with. Mm-hmm. Like you you love this person and you've been married to them for years, but you, you don't respect them enough to let them know that, you know, you want to bang somebody else. Like maybe that's a conversation you should have. Like there's all sorts of relationships now that you could, you know, have like an open thing or, or maybe Gwen mm-hmm. would be interested. The threesome. Maybe Gwen thought the nanny was good looking too, Gavin. Have you ever thought about this? <laughs> mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. So I just think that you have to have more respect for the person that you're with. And and especially in Hollywood. It always seems to be Hollywood. I know. Always. You're, we hear Hollywood because, you know, of like the entertainment stuff, but I'm sure it happens in real life too. And let's just be clear. It's not only the hot nannies because... Arnold Schwarzenegger's nanny, and I'm not trying to shame her. She was not an attractive woman. I, she was not attractive. Yeah, but Arnold's and he had a baby with her. The prettiest thing either. Oh like damn! Schreiber's Why'd you go there? Uh, well, I'm just saying I mean, she's not the prettiest thing of the pod. Dallas is back, everyone. <laughs> Jesus. Um. Okay, so Dallas says stuff that we all think but just can't say because we're trying to be proper. Um, so that's him, guys, by the way. <laughs> um, it's called the spill tea for a reason, right? Like it is. And he, and he spills it, okay? Spills it and doesn't even care if who it's on. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't... Maybe Maria has a good personality. He wasn't that hot when he got older. As he got older, oh, I never he wasn't that he, hot either. But, I never thought he was good looking, even, yeah, even in his youth. Like, like sure, uh, he was muscly, but he was like right. the type of muscly you felt like if you, like if he bumped into you accidentally, you'd be like, ouch. Like, <laughs> you know who I still think is hot to this day. And you're going to be like, ew, gross. Dolph Lundgren. Mm. Oh, that me man. too. Arn. Me too. Okay, good. <laughs> Who is that? He, he played um, He-Man in the, in the wonderfully bad yeah. Masters of the Universe movie. I mean, that's where I fell in love with him. But he was in that Rocky movie, too, uh, with the uh, guy from Russia. We got Dallas. We got Dallas on board. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to Google it right now. He-Man. And he's still hot. Yeah, he's a little bit wrinkly and stuff. But... Even in the Expendables, I wanted to lick his face. He is so freaking gorgeous. Oh, my God. <laughs> and he's a Swede. He's 6'3". I mean, I would mm-hmm. climb that like a tree. Jeez. <laughs> and, and he likes chocolate because he dated Dr- Grace Jones, okay? Oh, yes, so, he did for a while. I might have a chance. Mm-hmm. Oh. You know who's the equivalent to him? And you're going to – I don't know if you're going to agree with me. Alexander Skarsgård. Oh, I me like and him, him too. would be the dolphin and grace of the new generation. Hello, hello, okay, okay. hello. I'm going to okay, I'm on the dolph train. <laughs> what do you think of them? I'm on the dolph train. Yes. Oh, yes. Okay. okay. Yeah. See? Yeah. I'm, I just. I mean, him. Yeah. You'll be probably at the caboose because there is a lot of people on that train. But glad you're on board. Um, Everybody wants a ride. <laughs> Mm, mm. Six foot four. Oh my land. Mm. Okay, sorry. We have to get back on track because I'm fanning myself mm-hmm. right now. Um, 
Michael, what are your thoughts on this whole nanny scandal and Gwen relationship with Blake? And oh, yoy, there's so I much don't going know. on. I mean, that I, one person. So it seems like you're right. That everyone is all about the nanny. I think Robin Williams left his first wife for the nanny. Jude Law left his wife oh. for the nanny, right? I think a few other people. No, he there. didn't leave um, her. He just had sex with her while he was. Oh, okay. So, so okay. Jude Law was dating Sienna Miller, had sex yes. with the nanny, and then went back to Sienna. Okay, but there's nannies there involved, so I don't know. Mm. I, I, I I like No Doubt a little bit, um, but I'm not really like mm. a huge huge fan. Um, so and 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 Gavin Ross said, "What was he in? What band was he in? Bush was it? I don't know." Um, so I don't. I'm yeah, not, I think so I'm not so. really. I don't really follow them. So I mean, it's sad. You know, they've been together for so long, have these kids and everything. What I find more interesting is, you know, like. Blake and Miranda, like, no one even knew they were having problems. And just all of a sudden, one day, it's like, mm-hmm. oh, yes, we were divorced as of two hours ago. And then these two mm-hmm. are starting to date. So I'm not trying to say that there was anything going on. You know, I, I'd like to believe it was a little more of like, oh, we understand what we're going through. We've both been recently divorced, and, and here we are. Mm-hmm. Maybe that could very well be the case. Um, I don't understand that either, though, because I don't understand the appeal of, like, Shelton. People are in love with him, and I don't mm-hmm. get it. So I don't know. I don't know. If they're happy, I hope they're happy. I hope everyone else, you know, gets through everything. I just hope for the best, you know, just because they are people at the end of the day. But, um, mm-hmm. but at the same time, it's, since I'm not really into any of these people, it's not, it's not very juicy to me. So Right, and I, um, I agree. He just always looks drunk and messy to me. Always. Like, yeah. he, he looks like yes. he looks drunk, messy, and that he doesn't shower. And I just look at him and I'm like, <laughs> who's taking care of you? Like... No, well, no one now Miranda's gone. <laughs> yeah. And Miranda is this hot. Well, Miranda is this hot, svelte, sexy woman. Even when yeah. she was like a little bit like chunky, she was still yeah. hot. And you're just like, yeah. Miranda, what? How did that happen? You know, I know that. Oh, here's a tidbit. I don't know if you guys know this. Blake was married, and he cheated on his wife with Miranda. So Miranda oh, is the other woman. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm. So you know I think it's interesting. What's up? Go ahead, Dallas. Go ahead. I was going to say how you get them is how you lose them, Miranda. Mm. Ooh, damn. That's why Burn. I like that. <laughs> Burn. I mean, it's I true, can't argue, argue with you. Yeah, it is. So I, I don't know if I feel bad. I didn't feel bad for the whole break, Blake and Miranda thing. It would be like um, me leaving Matt Damon for, let's say, Dallas. Like, that's what it would be like, and Dallas leaving Colton. Like, that would be so wrong, you know? Mm. Um, I would never leave Matt Damon. So, I don't know. I just, <laughs> I don't understand. I don't I don't get Hollywood sometimes. Um so, well, you Michael, know, I you also explain? go ahead. Sorry to interject just for a moment. Like I no, also no, remember like, when um, when Katie Holmes and Tom Cruise were getting a divorce, and there uh-huh. was like some sort of you know like expose on like Entertainment Tonight or something about it, and they were like, in Hollywood, it's almost like the five year rule, right? So you get together, you stay together for five years, but then. You know, to like to get your name back in the tabloids and to stay relevant, you have a breakup. And so sometimes, like they say, like these marriages are almost like based on 
like publicity. And so maybe like Gwen and Gavin, because like Gwen hasn't had like successful music since her first solo CD, really. So maybe they were like, well, maybe this will get Gwen back into the spotlight and Blake, I don't know. I don't really follow him, so I don't know what he does. But, you know, maybe it'll get him back into the spotlight. Well, I think it's interesting that she released a breakup song, which clearly says, you know, we're broken up and all that stuff, after they were publicly broken up. Mm -hmm. So I'm thinking that this this song was recorded a year ago. Did she know a year ago? Like, I think Dallas might be onto something, because if you think about it, do you know how Jennifer Aniston and Brad Pitt met? You're their agents. Mm-hmm. And if you look at, just randomly, because I'm like the biggest weirdo in history. So I Googled um, CAA, which is Creative Artist Agency. And then I looked on Wikipedia and I looked at their clients. Some of their clients are couples. So it's almost huh. like, I think Dallas mm-hmm. might be onto something, to be honest with you. I don't know about the five-year rule. I think maybe the five-year rule means, okay, you have to break up or you have to have some scandal. But look at Sarah Michelle Geller. Her and Freddie, they don't have any scandals, and they've been together almost 20 years. So they're defying the odds right now. Um, yeah. But it almost seems know. like to make it, you kind of have to step back. Like no one who's yeah. like really in the spotlight and popular at this moment is, you know, has that everlasting love, I guess. Mm. I don't know, and then and I Julia think about Roberts you know like been... how like how you know like to what was that um to oh my point where did it go something about <laughs> of and celebrities what was it um oh I was gonna say like I can't imagine what has to go into you know when you have a public breakup like that with all the assets and the money mm-hmm. and everything like I doubt any any breakup is really like you know we decided on Friday let's tell the world on Saturday like it seems like it's kind of like under the wraps or you know because they got to figure stuff out and mm-hmm. then it becomes public so so that breakup song very well could they could have been done for a year you know and while everything oh. finally gets settled then she's like you know right. we love Adele because her art is heartbreak you know and so maybe you know you just have to express yourself somehow you know and of course make money on the side because it is your job but I think a lot of the times we yeah. hear about stuff it's way after the fact but Adele, honey, you're in a successful relationship with a, with a baby. Can you stop mm-hmm. breaking up with people? Girl, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> you're happy now. Stop. I know. It's like Pink. What the fuck is Pink still angry about? She has her hot <laughs> man. She has a baby. She has a successful <laughs> career. Bitch, what are you mad about? That's a, like, I, I don't know, understand I some of these arguments. <laughs> <laughs> but that's their ammo, right? That's that's right, how they make right. money, right? It's I it's like it's it would be like it's almost like you can't imagine Adele doing like a club track, right? Yeah, like she's right. not gonna right. be played at the club because that's just not her stick, yeah. right? No, like, right, like right. Flop in the world, or it'd be like <laughs> Britney trying to do a serious ballad. Like, come on, like she has. I mean, it hasn't Every done time well, made me cry. Has. <laughs> what? Yeah. What did you say, dear? Oh, I, I said every time made me cry. That was a good one. That was a cute one. And the the video scared the shit out of me because I didn't know if she was drowning right? herself or what was going on uh-huh. there or slitting her wrists. I was very confused by yeah. that video. Um, yeah. But that's probably her only good ballad. Yeah, True. 
Like but, she did um, one la- with her last record, like the Perfume song. I love mm-hmm. Perfume. Oh my god, it was like one of the like you can always tell when Britney's tried to write her own stuff because it's just so fucking <laughs> Do you remember on um, um, Oops I did it again, she wrote the last track, Dear Diary, and we're like, Ooh, yeah. she finally wrote her own song, can't wait to hear it. Yeah. And you're like, Oh, that's it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, and then next thing you know, she can't write her own songs ever again. So there you go. <laughs> she shouldn't. Some people yeah. should not write songs. Not everyone's talent is in writing. Yeah. Same with Rihanna. Um, (laughs) Yes. Sorry, Riri. Um, Yeah, I mean, I I don't know. Like I said, I kind of think that Dallas might be onto something, but at the same time... Oh, speaking of fabricated scandals, um, so this whole Real Housewives thing, this is why I want to talk about this. I think it's fake. I think that the show got together and said, let's come up with a way to get publicity. Mm-hmm. Someone has to do something. And Brooks was like, what if I fake cancer? So like, mm, you're going to offend a lot of people. I don't know if you should do that. No, it would be cool. You know, it's like, all right, let's just do it. So they went with it, but it started to take legs. And it's gotten to the point where he could actually face legal charges for forging. This, let me tell you something. He's an idiot because he went on E! News with documents on a letterhead from a a hospital that he never went to. So the hospital is like, uh, he was never treated here. So now he could face forgery charges and end up in jail. I just, I think the whole thing is a sham. I really do. So Um, one of the housewives faked cancer? No. So her name is Vicky. She was on the she's on the housewife show. Her boyfriend Brooks Ayers, he said I have cancer, and she went along with him. And so oh. she said, "Oh, I've been to appointments with him and stuff like that." So it gave her this big storyline. Well, the girls on the show are like, "Wait a minute, I don't think that he really, I don't think he really has cancer because A, B, and C." And then Vicky said, "No, no, 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 no." He really was dehydrated, and he needs a shot from your husband, Heather. And your husband came out and gave him a shot. And she's like, huh? So she talked to her husband, and he's like, I never did that. So then it really started taking on legs. And then after he got booted, well, after the season finale, he went on E! News saying, these girls are crazy. I really do have cancer. I had cancer at the city. I had cancer treatment at the City of Hope. Here's my document. And so E News was like, "Okay, we're going to check the authenticity of this document." Turns out it was fake. So then he admitted, "Okay, yeah, it was fake. I faked the document." But it's like, guess what? We're talking about Real Housewives of Orange County now. So I think the whole thing's fake. Everybody's mad at Vicky. Everybody hates Brooks. Not for nothing. Brooks is kind of hot, and I do like the weirdos, but whatever. Um, <laughs> Michael had, uh, obviously Dallas hasn't followed the story, so he couldn't care less. Uh, but Well, I I sort of feel like I wish, like, Andy Cohen would step in and say something, because, I mean, it's his no. franchise. I and know, and he doesn't. 
And, you know, like, I wish he would say, like, you know, we, we don't condone this type of... Like, he should be saying mm-hmm. something to me. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I follow him on Twitter and I follow him on Instagram. And, mm-hmm. you know, instead of, instead of uh, posting all these pictures with, um, you know, Sarah Jessica Parker and some yacht outside of Italy, why don't you control these bitches that you've created and thrown into the world mm-hmm. that maybe should be in the limelight? You know what I mean? Like, I think mm-hmm. it's really shady that people are faking cancer. Like, what about all those people that actually are going through cancer and, and have to deal right. with that? Like, it's it's and, sort of a slap in, in their face. Just, just to they, carry on five minutes of fame. They say that he could face even more charges if someone watching the show said, oh, I'm going to get tested because I want, you know, I'm watching Brooks go through him. And so if they get you know, treatment or false pot or whatever, that they could actually sue him for emotional distress or something like that. I can't remember. So, But, yeah, you're right. That proves my point, though, Dallas. He's not commenting on it. He's just sweeping it under the rug, which proves my point even more. I think he is one of the masterminds behind this whole fake cancer thing. Because guess what? Everybody's talking about this show still. All of a sudden, yeah. out of the blue, after, you know, how many months. So... Michael, what are your thoughts? I don't even know. Like I, I so I watched the the last episode, of the season finale, not by choice, uh, but it was. But a friend of mine wanted to watch it, and I gave in. And so she was explaining to me all about, you know, how we don't think he has cancer and all this. So I, that was like the background I knew. And then I've seen, you know, Us Weekly has kept me in touch since then. But I don't know. Like I get that reality TV is is not all real. You know, I you know, I, mm. I know that. But if it's to the point where like they actually had a meeting to say, like, hey, who wants to make up a story like now? Let's do fake cancer. I mean, like, if we're to that point, I don't, I don't have any words because that's just deplorable. But I do notice that I don't think that, that Brooks, since he, you know, he made that comment the one time, or like he, and he said, you know, this will be mm-hmm. the final time I speak on this. I don't even think he said in, in his comments that he did not have cancer. I think all he admitted no, to was that those documents were false. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Who knows? And if you really do have cancer, why do you have to fake documents? I mean, I don't know. Right. And just like we talked about with, with Josh Duggar, like, if you do something bad and you're famous, people are going to find out. You know, I don't know why why everyone thinks they'll get away with something. So, I don't know. And and, <laughs> know and I'm not really someone, I don't watch the show. I kind of want to watch the Beverly Hills season because it's got Eileen Davidson in it. But, uh, but other than that, I don't watch the show. So, I can't imagine that oh, what's all this hype about, oh, faking cancer, I can't wait to watch that show. Like, I don't think that's going to draw new fans in either. So I don't think it does anybody, it doesn't put anybody in a good light. So, Well, see, that's not what they're thinking. There's an old Hollywood adage that any press is good press. You know what I mean? Oh, right, so, right. Um, I don't know the exact quote. That's not the exact quote, but... Um, I just think There's that no they such thing as think, bad publicity. I think that's it. That's what I meant. Yes, thank you. Yeah. And I think that they are thinking, you know, we're going to drum up interest for the next season because people want to see the fallout now. But they mm, don't understand. Okay. They have to come up with something else next season. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it's, you know, Vicky comes back to the show, her and Brooks get back together. Um. Brooks starts dating a trans woman from Boston. But she you know, they have to have some sort of controversy. Oh my God! Maybe I, would, she I wouldn't be welcome back. Do you know what I mean? No. It's sort of like last last season on um, the Beverly Hills one. 
Kim mm-hmm. with Brandy was, Kim Richards, was, oh. was clearly abusing some sort of substance, whether it was drugs, whether it was alcohol. Mm-hmm. She was clearly on something. And mm-hmm. after the show finished, you know, like she was arrested for shoplifting, she booked herself back into rehab, and mm-hmm. she wasn't asked to come back for the new season. And it's like I think someone mm-hmm. said, like, you need to get healthy, and then maybe you could come mm-hmm. back. That sort of thing should happen to this girl whose boyfriend or husband is faking cancer. They should be like, you know what? You need to figure this shit out. Once that's done, you can come back to the show. But in the meantime, mm-hmm. you need to break. Like, mm-hmm. there needs to be mm-hmm. stronger discipline when, when you're doing this kind of crazy behavior. But you know what kills me, Dallas? These, we're not talking about Orange County in high school. We're talking about grandmothers. We're talking mm-hmm. about mothers. We're talking about wives. You should know better. Women, yes. I know. And it's like, what are you doing for your kids? Like, I get that you want to make a nest egg for your kids, but you are embarrassing the fuck out of them. Like, mm-hmm. can you imagine? And then her husband, Heather's husband, is Terry Dubrow, who's on Botched. He's one of the doctors on Botched. What are you doing to him? Like, I... I just, I don't get it. I don't understand some of, I don't know. I, I couldn't I couldn't be on one of those shows. Mm-mm. I'm not embarrassing myself for money. I'll do that for free, but I won't do it for money. <laughs> mm. I'll do it for free behind closed doors, too. Yes. So, shut up, Michael. <laughs> I'm, I'm going with you. I support you. I support you. I, I know. I'm just kidding. Um, you're such a... Uh, I love you, babe. Um, so Michael's going to have to take the reins on this one before he leaves. Um, tell us about Leah Remedy's book. So, because I haven't read it. I, so. Yeah, okay. So I, I, I'm fascinated by Scientology. Not in a sense where like, ooh, I can't wait to join. I want to know more about this. I just don't get it. It's a corporation. It's a cult. Mm-hmm. All these things I don't understand. They seem to love celebrities more than regular people. So, And no one from the church ever wants to speak on its behalf and talk about what it really is. And so anytime like mm-hmm. it's in the media, like I might interest in speak. And Leah Remini, I first knew her as Stacey Carosi on Saved by the Bell when she worked at the Beach House. But uh, So I've always kind of like been a fan of hers, like, it, it, you know, since then, but I've never really, really followed her, you know, or anything like that. And right. so, uh, you know, it comes out in the headlines that she's breaking away from Scientology, and I'm like, I didn't even know she was a Scientologist, and so I'm Me interested too. already. And then she she releases a book a couple of weeks ago about, um, it's called uh, Troublemaker, Surviving Hollywood and Scientology. So already, I need to get this. And I went back and said, mm-hmm. you know, do I need this? Should I, should I buy the hardcover book and have it on my bookshelf? Because I do love real books. But it's also Friday night at 11 p.m., and if I get it on the Kindle, I can get it right now. So I did that oh, one so I could start reading it. I read it in a day. It is <gasps> so fascinating. And it's not it's, – it, and, it's, it's, and it's, yes, she's making a book, and yes, she wants people to buy it, and yes, she's going to make money, but, I mean, that's just it. So, I mean, if we can get over that fact that she's trying to make money and get into what it is, it's – she goes in deep. She uses all the vernacular, all the vocabulary, all the, you know, talks about how she joined the church when she was seven or eight because her mom joined. So she's, it's not like she became famous and thought, oh, I'll join this church because oh. I'm a celebrity too. Like she's been in this for over 30 years. And she talks mm-hmm. about the different levels and the amount of money that she's donated and just everything in and out. And yet um, one of the things, uh, and there's a huge part, like the, 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 
where she started to change and started to feel like maybe this is not right, maybe this is not where I need to be, was at the Tom Cruise and Katie Holmes wedding, you know, and funny because we just mentioned them a few minutes ago, but um, mm-hmm. she didn't understand how and how Tom Cruise got has this low level of power, and if you're going by the actual rules, you can't do A, B, or C. Well, here he is doing A, B, and C, and he's not reprimanded, and but she's reprimanded, and all these other people are reprimanded, and she talks about how there are different bases and different camps, and there are, like, it's almost like jail. Like, if you are really, really wrong, you can go in the hole for, like, a year, you know, and are secluded from society. Oh, society and All kinds of this, this stuff. Um, and she, so she, she was asked, in, I think she did a 2020 interview as well for the whole hour, and they were asked, like, well, if this didn't seem right, like, why didn't you just leave? And, well, one of the things they have is if you, you're allowed to leave the church so long as you do not denounce the church, you know. So if she were to just leave and keep her mouth shut, that would be fine. But if you leave and say anything negative, you are deemed a depressed person or an SP, just like shout-out to Nicole Kidman, and, the, and you are not to have any contact. People cannot have contact with you. So if she would have left, obviously she speaks her mind. It, something would have been said. Her family wouldn't have been able to, to talk to her. So she's kind of stayed um, for her family, and then they all made the decision to leave together. Um, mm-hmm. so they, and that was in the past few years. So I don't even know. There's so many different parts. I don't know what to say, but it was just it was a fascinating look. And it wasn't glamorized. It wasn't, ooh, you can tell this is a celebrity who wants to make money. Like, you felt like you were in in the church and in her mind and going through all this stuff because she didn't, she didn't you know, leave out details. She got specific and named names, first names, last names, all kinds of stuff. What I find wow. interesting, what I find interesting is anytime Scientology, the church will make a statement on her, they never address anything she says. If you, if you look up any, mm-hmm. of, the, any of the church's um, comebacks or rebuttals or whatever, they're all yep. about her character. Well, you can't trust yep. me. You can't, or she is hateful and deceitful. And, and, but yep. they never really address the issues. So if people say the church is a corporation, they're not going to come and say, well, yes, it is, or no, it's not. They're just going to say, well, you can't trust her. She lies. You know. So the church doesn't really seem to want to speak either. So that just makes you think all the more that it's their right. So, wow. I don't, or she's right, I mean. Yeah, I yeah. know what you meant. I might just have to pick it up, just, too. Fast name. It's only like 275 pages, too. I mean, like, I say I read it what? in a day, and I did, but it's not like some 500-page novel where you got to, like, who are these people? i got to learn characters. You already know her from TV, so I would check it right. out. It, it, I'm fascinated. Well, I remember her from Living Dolls when she was a yes. model on the spinoff of Who's the Boss, and she and Halle Berry were in a modeling agency. So, boom, I got you beat, Okay. Um, and you couldn't have watched that because you're only 25, right? Oh, thank um, you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Your paramour, Kyle, said that, remember? So apparently you couldn't have seen that show. So Right, right. Um, but I always, you know, first of all, I'm glad you told me about it because I never knew she was a, um, a Scientologist for that long. I honestly thought, just like you said, once it, she got more famous, I actually mm-hmm. thought when she hit King of Queens, she became a Scientologist because she wanted to be cool. That's what I thought. Mm, right, and right. I thought J-Lo was a Scientologist. I thought Will, Will and Jada were Scientologists because they're all friends yeah. with Tom. So I just assumed well, they tried that to they get, were all They tried to get J-Lo through, uh, through Leah. Tom, oh. and, Tom and, and Katie, at, had, they invited Leah and her husband and asked them to invite J-Lo and Mark. Uh, because they, they weren't close with them, but they really wanted them to be there. Oh, it's all kinds of crazy. You need to read it. We'll have a book club on air. 
<laughs> oh my god, this is so awesome! Well, and, and then part, I also... sorry, I just go ahead. <laughs> the um the whole thing about celebrities, like why are they like more important than regular people? The their idea is that celebrities have a greater um audience, obviously, than just Joe Schmo mm-hmm. on the corner. Um, and so if we can get celebrities to be part of our religion and they can be the faith, you know, they can attract more people and bring more people into the church. So they're such, they're, they're held to such a higher esteem. They even have their own center called the Celebrity Center, where the celebrities go and have their yeah. own Scientology building separate from the rest. And they have their own version of People magazine called Celebrity. It's within the church and their own celebrities get to be on the cover. Leah got to be on the cover. It's all about pushing Scientology, and, and, and it's just oh, it's fascinating. It's this whole other world you don't even know about. Well, I did think that um, Leah was right, because just like you said, I noticed that they never addressed her issues. They just said that she was crazy. But right. also, too, they just, they kept, they remind me of Glad. If you know Glad, like, if you see Glad, mm-hmm. when someone attacks somebody like, um, that's in the LGBT community, Glad goes ham on them. And so does mm-hmm. PETA. PETA's like that, too. And yeah. instead of just gracefully saying, you know, we decline or we wish Leah the best, they would attack her like she stole money from their piggy banks. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. hmm, that always makes me suspicious when someone does that. It always yes. makes me suspicious. Um, and just to let you guys know, um, Tom Cruise broke up with Nicole Kidman via fax at the end of their 10-year marriage, and she miscarried their only child. She was finally pregnant. It was December. She was finally pregnant, and she she spoke in people. You can look it up. Mm-hmm. She said she miscarried their kid because she was so upset over the whole breakup. So he mm-hmm. basically killed his child basically. And I'm not trying to be like rude or anything, but she was so upset that she ended up miscarrying because he did this to her. And if you notice, when she was in that relationship with Tom, she was always quiet. She never really wore heels all the time. The minute she got Mm -hmm. with Keith Urban, that bitch wore stilettos up to the roof. (laughs) And she was always smiling. She was like, "Mm -hmm, yeah. He's like, honey, I'm 5'10", you're 5'10", and heels are 6'2". Go ahead, wear your heels. And she yes. didn't care. Yes. And so I've always been Team Nicole. I still think Tom Cruise is hot. If he asked me to go on a date with him, I probably would. Just to see mm-hmm. what he's like outside of all yeah. that. You know, just to see. Um, I would not sign my life to Scientology, though, but whatever. Um, yeah. I don't know. I just, ugh. Dallas, what are your thoughts on um, this whole thing? Um, you know, I just feel like religion in general can do a lot of crazy things to people. You know, like I feel like like even like Paris attacks, like I feel like terrorism in general is stemmed usually from a very strong belief that their religion is better than another religion or their God is telling them to do this. So their God Mm -hmm. and their religion can sort of like quote rule the world. And so I, I mean, I think it's great that people um, have religious beliefs, but I just think that religion 
it just fucks people up a lot. And I, I don't mean to offend anybody out there. I just think that it's it can be taken too far. And clearly, like, with the Scientology thing, I think, like, like it sounds fascinating, but I also think, like, it's it's clear that even, like, some of these celebrities are are just a little bit crazy with this Scientology thing. Like, to dump, so, to dump your wife via fax and she gets so upset mm-hmm. she miscarries, like, like, that's crazy. But, like, that's absolutely it, crazy. And I'm not making that up. That's all, that's all out there, so. But also, too, there's, and I'm going to get a lot of hate for this. This is a rumor. I want to say it's a rumor. They said that the reason why Michelle Stafford finally left Young and the Restless is because um, Patrick Murphy, the guy who plays Patrick Murphy, is an ex-Scientologist, and she didn't want to be around him. So that's just a rumor. I don't know if it's true or not. I didn't even know if she's a Scientologist. I kind of hope not. But, um, and also, too... That, that I, seems silly but, because that guy isn't yeah. even on the show anymore, right? Like... I don't know. He was heavily featured at the time. I don't know. But um, maybe it is completely false. I don't know. I just wanted to tell you guys what rumor I heard. But also, And you're telling me that there's not one person over the, over on General Hospital that, that isn't? Do you know what I, I mean? Know. Like like maybe, like yeah, maybe thing. you're right. Yeah. Maybe it's just somebody being nasty who hates Scientology who wanted to say that yeah. to make her look bad or something. I don't know. I personally like Michelle Stafford. I think her tweets are funny. But um, mm-hmm, I do. I also wanted to say this. This is not a rumor. I think I said something bad about Scientology once. <laughs> Kirsty Alley blocked me from Twitter. For real? I don't know why I think it's funny. I just do. I'm like a nobody, and she blocked me on Twitter. Um, huh. But that proves my point. Where yeah, I know. Like religion know. can can really fuck people up. Like, like you have to block random people you have no yeah. connection to because of but one you know tweet what, about the religion. Like, but I, I also feel bad for these people because guess what? This is their livelihood. Yes, mm-hmm. I think this, the the church is crazy and all that stuff. But we are making fun of something that probably saved them from drugs and alcohol. Whether it's true in our eyes or not, it's true for them. So I can understand why they're so passionate about it. Because it's like, if somebody was to tell, like, my friends are like, ew, you like Matt Damon? He's so ugly. Ew. I'm like, okay, you need to back up before I claw your eyes out. Don't ever say anything bad about Matt Damon. I'll take out my wig and bite someone if they talk bad (laughs) about Matt Damon. So I can kind of relate, but at the same time, I'm not going to hate on somebody who doesn't like him. You know, there's just less competition for me. That's how I view it. But I think with these people, they've invested, especially like somebody like Christy Alley, who's been in it a long time. They've invested time, money, energy, like their families. Like I can kind of see why they're so passionate about it. It just makes me feel bad. It really does. Well, and they're not allowed they're not allowed to say anything negative either. I mean, like any other religion, yeah. I was raised Catholic, and I'm, I, I don't consider myself Catholic now, but when I did, I could even say, like, I really like this part, but I don't agree with this, and that was fine, because it was it's for discussion, you were allowed to critically think and all that, but mm-hmm. you are not allowed to publicly say anything against Scientology. So even these people going after it and um, 
you know, Kirstie Alley, like, you know, supporting it. Like, who knows inside? Maybe she's thinking, yeah, this part really is a little messed up, but I'm not allowed to criticize or I'll have no one wanting to be my friend anymore or whatever. So you just never, you never know how crazy it can and make you. And what sucks is, you're right, and then she has, like, she kind of has to because she's a celebrity. She has to go in and say stuff like, if you don't like Scientology, you are my enemy. She said that one. Right, right, she and did. And it's like, she, she kind of has to, though. Like, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Oh, I don't oh, feel man. bad. But the same she thing be true you. for people who, I know, she blocked me. It's kind of funny, though. I don't know why I think it's funny. It's just, I don't know. It's just It is, awkward. it is. Um, yeah, so, before you go, I do want to talk to you about the whole, um, Starbucks Red Cup controversy, Michael. I don't understand oh, it. Yes. Please explain that. Oh, my goodness. My, so, okay, I love Starbucks. I love Christmas. I love everything. And I love Christmas drinks, and the eggnog latte is my favorite. And I've been to two Starbucks, and they've both been out of that specific flavor, so I'm a little mad. But I saw, thank you, Us Weekly, I get a daily email with their top news stories, and one of them was about the Starbucks Cup. And I'm like, come on. So I open it up and I read it. And it's all about how the they have a, for like the past 15 years or so, they've done a holiday cup. It's been red in nature and there's been different designs on it. It's, it's changed slightly every year. So this year they went with a minimalist look. So it's just a simple red cup. It's, it's bright red at the top. It kind of does that ombre thing. Is that how you say it? You know, kind of switches to like a cranberry yeah. at the bottom. Yeah. And it, mm-hmm. yes, and it's got the, the green Starbucks logo, boom, right in the center. And um, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful cup. And so <laughs> all these people are saying it's an attack on Christmas. There's a war on Christmas. You're trying to take what? Christ out of Christmas. And I'm like, okay, if you want to believe that in general, that's your thing. But how are you getting on top of Starbucks? And even Candace Cameron Bure, the most Christianist Christian in the history of the world, Candace Cameron, they asked her for her comment because they thought, well, she's going to be on our side. And she told them it's ridiculous. There is no war on Christmas with Starbucks. She said Starbucks is not a Christian company. And it's not as if they used to have baby Jesus on their cups and then took baby Jesus off. That would make it a war against Christmas for her. So she said she's buying your coffee. And I'm like, I usually can't stand her, but I'm like, I respect her in that moment. Wow. People are just making stuff up, and they're trying to say, I'm sure you've seen this, going to Starbucks because they're not allowed to say Merry Christmas. And when they ask for your name, tell them your name is Merry Christmas. So they have to write it down and they have to call it out when they shout your drink out. Merry Christmas, your drink is ready. Like, people think they're winning. They're just stupid. Oh, that my might be a bit God. Judgmental, but it's a whole lot of something about nothing. Ugh. And, and, and all my Ooh. friends that are Christian, they say these are the people that make us look bad. And I'm like, you are correct. Wow. So, I'm, I'm, I'm that a little is passionate about that, too. <laughs> Isn't it? Uh, and and yes. here's the thing. It's a red cup, oh, and their logo is green. God. So their cups are all red and green. Uh, red and green. That's Christmas. So I don't know. Right. And, and, and all my friends are all Christian. Sorry. I'm trying to tweet out the um, – I'm trying to tweet, tweet out the link, and it's going live on my – my laptop. Oh, okay. Um, that's like weird. Well, first of all, Christmas isn't even here yet, so I could see them putting out this cup December first. But <laughs> it's very strange that they're putting out this cup now. It's very weird. But why is that I strange? Know. I have a seven-foot decorated Christmas tree right next to me right now. I love this. <laughs> I'm trying to give you a pass here because I love you. I know I'm you trying. are. I know. Oosh. Um, Dallas, what are your thoughts on this awkward controversy? 
I I feel like it's the controversy that shouldn't be a controversy. <laughs> like, it's a red cup. Mm. Every year, Starbucks is known for every year doing a little something with their mm-hmm. holiday cup. Like, it's never the same two years in a row. Mm-hmm. So, right. Just because there's no fucking snowflake on your <laughs> latte cup, calm down, people. <laughs> your pumpkin spice uh, latte. <laughs> yeah. Well, pumpkin spice you know ends what? for us after Thanksgiving, and then as soon as Thanksgiving is over, they they come out with the eggnog latte and the peppermint. Yep. Yeah. But right now they're all out. Just all the break. seasons are out right now for limited time only. So just to say. So, I do like the fact that this is going on because it breaks up the the other crap that's going on. I think it's kind of funny to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just it's strange, very strange. But um. Michael, do you have to go now, or I, don't I keep checking my you. phone for a text message, and I keep looking out the window. So far, I'm good. Okay. So, okay. <laughs> yeah, I'll, so, I'll let you know when when they pull up. So, one of our last topics that's pretty serious. Um, Dallas did mention it, the Paris uh, controversy. Um, the reason why I wanted to talk about it is because it's gotten very strange. It's gotten very weird. Um, so, as we all know, Paris was attacked, and at first, it was like there were a dozen people killed. Well, now it's up to like 150, right? It's like mm-hmm. some high number, which is just insane. And it's basically like their 9-11. And I, I'm just so sad for the people that died, the, their families, their friends, the people that saw this go on and they're living and they have to go home now. And they're just like, I, I just saw my friend or a stranger get killed. And also, I'm not going to lie to you, I kind of hope that these people, whoever they are, grow a conscience one day and realize what they've done. And I hope that they're rotting in a prison living with that. That's, like, their punishment from me. I I obviously am not in the judicial system over there, but I really hope they have some sort of conscience. And um, I hope it. I hope it comes later, like not right now. Maybe in a day or two. And I hope they realize. Oh my God! I I just killed people, and I I can't live with myself anymore. And I can't believe I did that. Um, the crazy part is not that this happened. Obviously, um, the crazy part is that number one, people in America and other countries are saying. Why are you supporting Paris? They're not even, you're not, you never even visited Paris. Well, guess what? When 9-11 happened, there's a picture out there where you're not supposed to, but they laid down the American flag on 9-11, and they had people saluting that right in front of the Eiffel Tower. So they showed support to us. Why wouldn't we show support to them? But number two, Mm -hmm. people are saying that this is a hoax. It's made up. It's, um... They have a picture of the girl from Sandy Hook who has dark hair, and they have different pictures of different dark-haired girls at different things like the Boston bombing, um, the um, Colorado movie theater shooting. Um, And then at the Paris controversy, they're saying that this is the same girl, so obviously it's a hoax. Well, guess what? Not every white girl with brown, long hair looks alike. I mean, they're, they're not the same person. They look similar. They don't even look alike. They look similar. So, um, and then I have 
one of my friends tweeted me. She's like, yeah, one of my friends said he is in, he was in Paris at the time, so he knows it's fake. I'm just like, you know what? You need, you need Jesus because if you're sitting there looking for the same girl and different things, you, you got issues. So um, what are your thoughts, Dallas, on this? Because I know you were actually in Paris Hi. last year. Sorry, my husband's just leaving here. Oh. Um, yeah, um, I was in Paris, and I think mm-hmm. that's why, like, I was affected um, mm. by just because it was such a, it was such a beautiful place. Like, I, I don't think I've, um, I've ever been in a city so beautiful, and it, and it had, like, this, it, it was really hard. It's hard to explain, but like it, it had this vibe of like just being a very romantic city. Like mm-hmm. everywhere you go, like it just it had this vibe to it. And um, so yeah, it was sad. And um, I've been on Twitter, like watching my Twitter feed while while I've been on the show. And there was a like it's developing right now where I guess there was a memorial at. Um, Notre Dame and there's shots that have been fired and people are leaving in panic so I don't I don't know if it's um, like the police found or thought they saw someone associated to the attacks the other day or if it's another attack but it's um, it's still going on currently oh my goodness yeah and like you said it's ruining it for people that went there and like my friend he went there with his boyfriend of like five years and he's just like I can't believe this is happening this is such a a different place you know than when I remembered it and um yeah it's just that and also just to let everybody know you're supporting Paris doesn't mean you're not supporting other countries like Lebanon got hit at Beirut they there was something really bad that happened there um, Syria, there's a Japan. There was a huge earthquake. It, just because we're focusing on Paris doesn't mean we're not going to focus on everything else. You know, I just I think that we should just pray for everybody. You know, and mm-hmm. I just feel so bad throughout the whole thing. Um, Michael, your thoughts? Yeah, um, it's just incredibly sad. You know, anytime anything happens mm. like this, it, it, it's there's no words to try to put into how you feel. You know, I guess the only good thing that comes from any large-scale tragedy is that people do bond together and do show support. And I've been seeing, you know, all of the, the people on Facebook changing their profile picture. And I know it's something small, and, you know, it might not mean anything, mm-hmm. you know, 10 years from now. But it's a way to kind of band together and show, you know, that, that, it, that, that it matters. And so I think what scares me more than a lot of things is that I, I take – violence for, for granted in the United States. You know, every day there's a new shooting here, it seems. And mm-hmm. you expect, I, don't, I hate to say you expect it in certain places, but there are other places where you don't expect things like this happen. And, and Europe is one of them. Like, you don't really hear about this kind of stuff happening there. And so for it to happen, it kind of, it makes you feel like no place is safe, you know, and that's a whole other thing to deal with too. So, you know, I, I pray for everybody who's, who's been killed and been affected and been injured because I think I saw something, I think you said mentioned like 150 people have died and I think I also read that there were like like 350 more that were injured from this. So it's, there's a lot, and I'm sure that's just what we know now. There's probably more too. 
And I think you may have hit the nail on the head. Places like Iraq, Iraq was attacked, and then places like Japan where, you know, there's, there seems to be always a controversy with Japan. I don't know why. I right. just feel like they've right. always got something going on. And then you think of Paris and you think of love. You think of tranquility and beauty and people have proposed here. You don't think of there's a bombing going on. So maybe that's mm-hmm. why people are so focused on it because it's such the opposite of what you it's know so about it. It's not the norm. Yeah. You know, and I'm not saying it's normal for stuff to happen in Beirut and, and normal for stuff to happen in, you know, um, some of the other places, but it's just so not normal for Paris, you know. Like, even when um, when Princess Diana got killed, I was like, where? Paris? Mm-hmm. Why did she get killed mm-hmm. in Paris? Like, nothing bad happens in Paris, you know? And yeah. it's like, you kind of almost forget how, like, Paris is just um, a normal place, you know? And stuff can happen there, too, you know? So I think mm-hmm. that's probably what happened with the whole media. Like I said, I think you really hit the nail on the head with that. It's just not expected at Paris. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, why don't we end on a good note? <laughs> Cause we talked about some serious stuff. Um, Dallas, I don't know if you know, but I have given up on young, the restless. I haven't watched it for like a mm, two or three weeks now. Um, mm-hmm. but I've focused in cause it's so weird for me because normally I come home from work and I'm like online watching, you know, the Canadian, Show and now I'm like, hmm, wh- what do I do right now? Because E! starts at 7, and I'm home by, like, 5.30. I'm like, what the hell do I do? Oh, wait, maybe there was a TV show I didn't watch the day before. So I go to my DVR. I'm obsessed with Scream Queens. It is so funny and so campy. I love it. But I also, on the flip side, really like this season of American Horror Story, and I know that... Michael doesn't like it so much. Um, no, I do like are it. Are there any... Oh, you do? Oh, maybe it was Kyle. Yeah. I don't know. It was Freak Show oh, that I didn't like. Yeah, yeah Freak Show sucked. Um, Dallas, do you, did you get into any new shows this season? Uh, I have been watching Screen Queens. Um, mm-hmm. You you really have to take it for what it gives you. Like, you can't exactly. take it like, like a serious scary exactly. show because it's not. Right. Um it's not. So yeah, it's the the boyfriend makes me laugh. Oh like he Sorry. he is the funniest <laughs> thing ever. And mm-hmm. also mm-hmm. on the black security guard. Those two uh, Nini show or what me. is it? Nisi. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, they um, they are hilarious. Who do you think the killer is? Well, I think there's there's obviously more than one. Right. Um, we already know about so, two. We know that Nick Jonas and the crazy yeah. dead mother. Who do you think yeah. the third one is? Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't even know if the show knows. Because um, they... Like, everyone has been attacked. All the mm-hmm. other characters. Been in an attack situation, right? So, mm-hmm. it, when when the truth comes out, they'll have to do some sort of ex- explanation as to how each one was attacked. But do you know what I mean? Like, 
Well, I do have an answer for you. I was reading an article. Actually, it wasn't even an article. If you go on Wikipedia, Ian Brennan and uh, Ryan Murphy and this other guy, Dante, who uh, or Brad Fulchuk, all three of them, they've done Glee together. They've done, I think, Nip Tuck. They've done all the American Horror Stories. They actually said they know exactly who the killers are. They knew it before they even started writing the show. But they wanted somebody attacked every single week. And they keep changing who the killer is in their minds. But then they say, no, it makes sense to go back to that person. So they're doing this on purpose. Mm-hmm. I personally think it's Leah Michelle. I think Leah Michelle, mm-hmm. Nick Jonas, and that crazy lady. I think it's those three. Um, I don't know why, Leah. I think just because they want her, like, I, th- I think they want her to, to play, like, a big part in the end. I don't think they're going to kill her because that's Ryan Murphy's baby. But I just have a feeling it's her. I don't know why. Um, but also, it could throw us all off, and it could be Chanel, because she's never really attacked. And when she is, there's two other people that could be attacking her, so... Mm-hmm. Um, I thought but it's it also was going to be the um, kind of show like American Horror Story, where every season no. is going to have to be its own premise, right? Like, I I don't see how they could possibly have this set of characters in no. another season. I think I read so it they, was an anthology, or or something I saw the other day did that. say that. I'm they sorry, I'd have to run that my on Wikipedia too. <laughs> Which is kind of, I'm such a nerd. They said on Wikipedia that there are going to be some characters that survive, like a handful, and they're going to be carried to the next, um, the next season. But they said it's literally going to be like only a couple of people. Not, most of the cast is going to be killed, they said. So, um, I like the quirks that all the character has, like the earmuff girl. What I really love about Ryan Murphy is he brings these characters together, even on Hotel. He brings these characters together and they're all quirky and you're just like, what is this person's story? Like on um, American Horror Story Hotel, Liz Taylor, you're like, okay, what, what is going on with this one? And then you find out her backstory and you're like, oh my God, I love her. And even Tristan, he really, he's kind of annoying and stuff, but you find out his backstory and you're like, huh, okay, well, all right. And then Lady Gaga, there's a huge, huge, huge controversy with that show because they said from the very beginning, every episode ties into every other episode. So this week, or last week, American Horror Story tied in this show to the very first season. I don't know if mm-hmm. you saw saw that, Dallas, or not. Um, no. I watched... The first episode of and you um, weren't Hotel. feeling after that. Mm-hmm. No, no. I thought um, first of all, okay. I thought it was like soft porn. Mm, and yeah. I also felt like they were like I. I don't feel like anybody could be playing the Lady Gaga role. I felt like they mm-hmm. clearly wrote it because that's what Lady Gaga wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Just based mm. on the first episode. And so I was just like, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not about like that sort of casting. Like I feel like you should be able to 
put anybody in that role, but Lady Gaga was the mm-hmm. one who, you know, additioned right, as opposed to, I want Lady Gaga, what kind of character does Lady Gaga want to play? This is what Lady Gaga wants to do, so this is what we'll write for her. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't. I didn't read about that part. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> but... Um, I know that they wanted to probably have an anchor person since Jessica Lange's like, okay, I'm done. Mm -hmm. I do feel like you were right. It was very pornographic in the very beginning, and I'm like, oh, my God. And even my sister, she's like, you know, I really like American Horror Story, but Jesus, what is with the sex and violence? It's insane. They don't thankfully have that every episode so when you get rid of when you when you don't see those types of episodes it's nice to see like the backstory and stuff they have it a little bit like last week they had it a little bit but mostly it's more about the i just have to interrupt for a second my ride just pulled up so i've got to run but it was fun i love you all i love american horror story and you should all go and get the new one direction cd it's perfect and I'll see you oh, later. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> bye. Okay, bye, honey. <laughs> bye. One Direction. Oh, my land. That's hilarious. <laughs> he probably looks at the CD book in, in his bedroom late at night, and that's why he likes the CD so much. I used to do that. I'm not going to lie to you. When I used to get CDs, I used to look at the jacket and stuff and see who produced yeah. it, who wrote songs. <laughs> so bad. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I've gotten used to it because I know that I hated, hated, and despised um, the last season Freak Show. And I feel like this show is definitely getting better. I really do. Um, I don't know. I'm trying to read to see if she was, I don't know. It's not really saying if Lady Gaga was written for the part or if the part was written and then she got it's not really saying. Oh, um that, that's just what with, I that's just what I felt like when I saw the first You episode. know what? It says Murphy had discussed the singer's role in the series, saying she wanted it to be evil. However, Murphy explained to her that hotel would be devoid of any musical numbers. Instead, Gaga's character is a fashion icon and owner of the Hotel Cortez. So it sounds like he had an idea that he wanted her on the show, and she's like, all right, we'll make my character really evil. And he's mm-hmm. like, mm, I don't know. Her character is really good, though. Like, I don't know. I think if you ended up getting past that whole disgusting sex violence part, you would actually like it. You'd have to get past a couple episodes because it's pretty heavy in the first couple episodes. But right yeah, now it's my like brother a little really bit. Likes it. Yeah, yeah. And and so. he tells me like every season you have to sort of give it like three or four episodes before mm-hmm. the story yep. really starts to come together. So right. Well, but even the first season, I really liked it. Every episode of that show, I really liked every episode. And. I can't say one bad thing about it. I just thought it was really good. The second season, I thought, hmm. And the third season, I, I couldn't even finish it. I don't even know what happened at the end, to be honest with you. I just wanted to watch because of Finn, because he's so freaking dreamy. Oh. But 
Um, hmm. Any other shows? Have you watched the show Quantico? No. The only oh, other really show good. that I watch um, religiously is Empire. And, uh, How is that? Um, it's it's still good. I think last mm-hmm. year, um, mm-hmm. you know, it was like mid season pickup, so it started in January and it went to like January to April, and mm-hmm. I think that they it moved really really quickly last mm-hmm. year, and it was very very soapy, and this year because they it's like a full season, it's not moving as fast, which mm-hmm. is good. But I feel like the writers don't always, like, carry out on beats that they played. Mm-hmm. And so it'll be like episode one and something happens and then you don't really see any ramifications of that until maybe five or six episodes later. So it feels mm-hmm. a little disjointed at times, but um, but it's still good. I I I wouldn't miss an episode, so... I watched the first episode this season, and I was floored at how completely different it was from the first season that I just did not. I haven't even watched one episode after. And I tried well, I to watch that first episode it, a couple times. Yeah, I think I think it's because they, they've they slowed the pace down in, in the sense like mm. they know that they have a full season to, to tell the full story, so... Yeah, I, I agree. Well, it's not as good as it was last year, but it's... it's well, not even that. Like, the first episode, you see this person going crazy in a monkey suit in a cage coming down from the sky, and you're like, what the hell is going on here? And who's hosting a concert to free Lucius? Lucius is a bad dude. Don't free that guy. And then you see that the person in the monkey suit was Cookie. And I'm like, what isn't... Wait, hang on. And then Jamal's the head of the empire. But why would Jamal do that? Because Lucius put him in a trash can. And he hasn't ever said sorry about it. It wasn't like he was like, you know, son, I was a bad person. And I need to grow as a person. So I'm sorry for what I did. No, he still called him, like, basically a fag. And he still said that him and Michael were wrong for being together. And he cut him off and all this stuff. He only gave... um, Jamal, the company, because he wanted to spite the other two. So I'm like, why is Jamal, like, I don't know. I I was so confused. I was just like, I don't even want to waste my time. I don't even watch it anymore. I'll, I'll wait until it's done for the season, and I'll watch them all next year. But it, the show is just baffling to me. I don't understand. It's like they have new writers. I, I just don't get it. So, um, yeah, I like Quantico. It's complex without being confusing. I'm wondering how they're going to keep it the next year since it's a, a, like a a spy show. But mm-hmm. um yeah, that show is really good and also the um comedy Grandfathered with um John Stamos is really funny. And I think I might have a tiny crush on Josh Peck, but I really don't want to admit that, but I just did, so whatever. Uh <laughs> add it to your list so. of crushes. I know. It keeps growing every day. But he's just so adorable. He's just like, uh, if you watch the show, you'd see he's like such a dork. And you're just like, oh, you're so cute. I want to swoosh you. I don't know. He's so adorable. So, 
So, anyways, um, just kind of wanted to end on a good note, I guess, after all the serious stuff we're talking about. What are your um, big plans for this week? Um, This week, well, just working and um, getting through the week of work. And then next weekend on Saturday, we have um, a cocktail party to go to. And then mm-hmm. one of the um, one of the gay bars in my city is closing, and it's mm-hmm. last night on Saturday. So we're gonna go there. It's it was my first gay bar that I ever went to. So just for nostalgia, mm-hmm. we're gonna go to the gay bar for the last time. It'll be my first time that at, the, at the club. Well. It's been like the owner has been trying to sell it for for years, and mm-hmm. he basically stopped putting money into it. And so, like, mm-hmm. like it's a disgusting place now. Like it's mm-hmm. it's just dingy and gross, and it's in the right. basement of the building. And so, you know, people just stopped going there because he clearly stopped caring about it. So, and I also think like in. You know, like I don't live in a in a huge city, um, but are we're we're still very progressive, and I don't know that there's necessarily a need for bars that are designated to be just gay. I think that mm-hmm. there's a lot of bars now that like anybody can go to, regardless of your sexuality, and it's mm-hmm. it's fine. So I think in in a small city, smaller city, um, it's hard to make money if you define yourself just as a gay bar, just because the gay community right. isn't that big. So I think it's a combination of those things. So Yeah, yeah one of the first um, gay bars that I ever went to, it was called The Grotto. I started going there in like, I don't know, 92, 93. It actually closed and. <laughs> I remember the last day I went there, there was this guy who everybody kind of, we they're regulars, of course. Mm-hmm. There was this guy that everybody thought was like, I don't know, the bar joke or something. I don't know. They actually, one of my friends was pretending to hump him on the ground and left him there. And then the bar closed. And I just remember him on the ground, like completely annihilated touching his head like he was, like, just had been, you know, had sex, but he was, had his clothes on, obviously, and I'm just like, what a way to end it. <laughs> like, seriously. Uh, like, no kidding. I will never forget that. And, yeah, that was just strange. So, I, I too, agree with you. There are, even in Boston, there, like, Club Cafe that I love to go to, People know it as a gay bar, but they're more friendly than that. Like, you can come, you can be completely heterosexual and come on a Friday or Saturday night. You might get hit on, but you might not. And and you can bring your straight friends, and it doesn't matter. So, yeah, I think you're right. I think if you advertise yourself now as a gay bar, you're you're probably not going to do so well. So. Well, especially because so many the time. kids are coming out so young that... Mm-hmm. You know, their their straight friends just know from an early age, and they just always go with them, not necessarily to a bar that's just designated as being gay. So, mm-hmm. 
Well, but the, the thing is, the funny part is, when you go to college and you're straight and you have a gay friend, you want to go to the gay bar because you mm-hmm. want to say that you experienced that in college. So, I don't know. Um, um, I do want yeah. to just add one more thing that we were talking about sure. earlier about the um, about Paris and how mm-hmm. there might have been attacks again today, but I'm still on my Twitter feed, and now uh, the French police are saying that people just panicked when they heard firecrackers, and there's not oh, thank more God. attacks today. Yeah, so... Thank God. Good news. Yeah. So was Thanks. was there any topic that you wanted to bring up at all? Um, well, you know, it's been so long since you and I have like actually spoken. Um, I know we mm-hmm. you know, chatted um, just one-on-one, but how have things gone with you um, through, like, through your transition and and whatnot? Um, it's had its ups and downs, more ups than downs. Mm-hmm. Everybody's supportive, you know, friends, family, and coworkers. But at the same time, it came with a lot of me having to tell people off, me having to kind of, like, relegate people to their place. So in the beginning when I first came out, it was, okay, you're, you're out, but why aren't you so girl? Why are you not girly yet? I'm like, well, because I'm not ready yet. I'm doing this in stages. I don't want to just come out like Caitlyn Jenner and have all this makeup and all this hair and all these clothes, and I'm not comfortable with myself. Well, maybe you should because if I was you, and I'm like... I've had to have that talk with a lot of people. So finally, it took me from August 1st until like literally September 12th to feel comfortable enough to say, all right, let me wear girl clothes. Let me, you know, start doing my nails even, you know, more girly and whatnot. And wearing a wig, that was like the weirdest thing for me because you think of wigs as like your grandmother's wigs where you plop it on the head and if a stiff wind goes, you're bald again. But these wigs are different. They have combs and they stay and you can comb them. You can put clips in them and it's just so different. So um, I've been finding my footing and while I'm finding my footing, I'm getting really comfortable with myself. And... You obviously saw the pictures, but I ended up meeting the Property Brothers as a trans woman, which was huge for me. And um, everybody at work has been amazing, and it's been weird because there were two people apparently at work that were coming up to a mutual friend, a mutual friend coworker, and they were like, you know, when is she going to get really girly? So I finally said, you know what? They want to see me girly. I came in. I come in every day with my makeup, my lipstick, my shades. My I don't wear heels because I've learned, yes, heels are pretty, but Jesus, I could break my ankle. And plus, yeah, I'm five eight. So when I wear heels, I'm literally like six one, and I don't want to be towering over people. Plus, mm-hmm. I walk really fast. So when I'm walking, I'm stomping, and so I'm gonna break a heel. So I just feel like wearing my flats at work is totally fine with me. So I come in and my coworkers are like, whoa, the first day I came, came, you know, very girly. And they're like, oh, my God. And almost every day someone says something, oh, you know, I like your makeup. Oh, your hair looks great and whatnot. So that's been cool. It has helped my confidence a lot. 
Um, I told you about my dating life. It's mm-hmm. completely awful. I'll tweet out a picture that um, Carmen Carrera posted. She posted this picture that says, you know, she said that it was um, National Transgender Awareness Month. And she posted a picture that says, I am and what I am not. And the what I am part is, I am transgender. I am a woman. Well, I want to clarify, I'm not a woman. I'm a woman transitioning from a man, which is totally different from a woman. So I just want that mm-hmm. out there. But the I am not part is on point. Dallas, I'm not even kidding you. Most of the people that email me on dating websites like OkCupid and Match, they either want sex because I'm a fetish, because I'm on a bucket list that they have. They're confused and they don't understand, so they want to talk to someone who's trans, which is fine. But then once they talk to me, they're like, you sound really hot. I would love to fuck you. And I'm like, what? No, that's not what I'm about. And it's just crazy. It's so crazy. This one guy did not even read my profile, saw my pictures, thought I was hot. Oh, you should come over. And I'm like, mm, but no. He's a ma- divorced father of three. Oh you should gosh. come over. No. But I really want to have sex with you. That's fine, but I don't want to have sex with you. And then sometimes I'm kind of a bitch when I come out to people. So I say stuff like, and I know I'm bad. I know I'm not doing anyone any good by saying this. I'm not your type. I'm a trans woman. And I know that that's bad to say. So the guy says, oh, well, I didn't read your profile. Then two minutes later, well, you can still come suck me off, right? I'm like, no, I don't want to touch you. It sounds like some of those YouTube videos that you can watch where it's like my straight best friend reading grinder messages or my mom oh. reading like grinder messages because yeah. I mean I've never <laughs> been on grinder because I've been with Colton for forever but some of those mm. some of our friends are on grinder and it's like just hilarious some of the some of the messages. Well, the guys on grinder now. Let me just clarify by saying that there are there is no designated website like Match. dot com for trans women. If you're a straight man and you're a straight woman, or you're a gay man, gay woman, you go on match.com, you might find a date. You might be enticed by a date. You might go out on the first date, and maybe you hook up, but you don't... Your goal by talking to that person isn't sex. It's a date. Mm -hmm. When I go on there, my emails are all about sex, or I'm disgusting and I need to go to hell. Those are the only... There's nothing in the middle. So there... So that's why people like myself, we go to Grinder, And I, obviously I put on my profile not looking for sex, and I make it clear I'm not looking for sex. But where, am I, where else am I going to go? OkCupid, um, Match, there, I've gotten hookup emails there. Maybe the opposite will happen at Grinder, right? Wrong. <laughs> Even worse, on Grinder. When you click on someone's face, it shows their picture. It doesn't show their profile. You have to kind of like hit a button down at the bottom, and then it shows their profile. No one hits the button at the bottom. So I'm constantly getting messages 
where it's, hi, dick pic. They don't even right. say, like, what's your name? It's just, hi, dick pic, or dick pic first. And I'm just like, what do I do with something like that? Like, what? It's been awful. I've been on one date since um, I transitioned. His name was Owen. He's from Dublin, Ireland. He was here for three days. Dallas, it was the best date I've ever been on in my entire life. And now he's gone. So it's like, it kind of sucks, but it was Do you keep in touch with him at all? He doesn't respond to my texts since he's left. So it's fine. It was the first date. I'm happy it happened. I'm not going to be depressed about it. But I kind of just wish it would be. And that's why I was surprised by that guy yesterday who seemed normal. And suddenly he's batshit crazy. So it kind of sucked. I've been having more success with being friends with guys. Like last Sunday, I went to... uh, um, a Sunday brunch with a guy that I'm just friends with. Sure, I flirt with him and stuff, but he's just a friend, um, and he's made it clear he just wants friends. He and I get along better than any date that I've been on in the past. Not as good as Owen, but... And I don't know, maybe that's my thing. Maybe just being friends with guys is better than going on dates, so... Well, it's a good place to start, at least, right? Because you never yeah. know what all what all come from. Well, from the mm, well, that's my problem too. Um, that part hasn't changed about me. Once you're my friend, you're my friend. I don't look at you any other way. So that probably <laughs> won't change. But um, maybe it just means I'm saving myself for I don't know. Jonathan Scott, even though we met and I totally blew that. You heard about that story, right? How I. Blew that. Yeah. You, you're talking um, about. Yeah. Hello. Maybe he was like, you know what? She was having a bad day. And maybe Drew will nudge him a little. And he'll want to meet me and he'll ask me on a date. Never know. Um, but, yeah, I just, I keep telling myself, you know, these guys aren't horrible, but maybe this is me weeding through the shit to get to the good. So mm-hmm. I'm going to be hopeful. My Colton is out there somewhere. He's just taking his yeah. time trying to meet me. <laughs> so. Well, and you're still so young, so, so you don't have to be in any yeah. rush, right? True, true. I've gotten a lot of support on Instagram, and I've gotten a lot of younger people reach out to me, asking me, you know, I'm transitioning, what do I do first, and how did you do it? And that felt awesome, so... Excuse me. That's awesome. Yeah. So what about you? How's dad? And Didn't you get a new yeah. job, I thought? Or no? Okay. I did get a new job, yeah. The new job has been going since May, I guess. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I really like my new job. It's um, quite interesting. And my dad is... Um, my dad's doing good. He... Um, so he had a heart attack around the same time that he was diagnosed with prostate cancer. And mm-hmm. um, they did not want to do any sort of treatment on his cancer until his heart was strong enough right. you know, to handle it. Um, and Makes so, sense. 
they uh, they determined that he had a blood clot within his heart. Um, so they didn't want to operate because that's riskier than, you know, like if one of the heart valves was just clogged. Um, so mm-hmm. they put him on blood thinners, and he he had to be on blood thinners for about uh, six months. And they were hoping that the blood thinners would dissolve the clot with uh, within his heart. Um, so about two weeks ago, he had a doctor's appointment, and um, I went with him, and they they told him that his heart is looking a lot stronger, and they believe the clot is gone. Um, but they have to do another test to where they sort of um, put this machine, like, in your arm. Like, they have to, like, cut your arm open and put this machine in the, in your vein, and it's, it releases, like, this dye, and the dye goes into your heart, so then they can, like, actually see what's in the heart, potentially. Wow. So, yeah, he has to do that um, just so they can confirm if the clot is gone. And if the clot is gone, then he'll be able to start his uh, treatment for his cancer. So wow. it was it was a good a good um, you know doctor's appointment because they thought that the clot was gone. So so he's doing good. Oh, good. Mm-hmm. We're happy. Um, going well. And how's Jorge? You know, Jorge. Jorge is good. He's he's a little bit chunky, and so we put him on some diet food. I always used to say, you know, it's just his winter coat, and that's why he's <laughs> looking a little bit fluffier. But we just came out of the dead of the summer, and he still had his winter coat on, so I'm like, okay, Jorge, you're on a diet. <laughs> so he's and on hey, a diet. He's, he's not feeding himself, you know, just saying. I know. Well, and I it's hard for um like an indoor cat to get a ton of mm. exercise. Right? Like he he does do um sort of like this quick like he has like a, like a 10 minute spurt a day where he like totally goes crazy and he runs up and down the stairs in the house. But the rest mm-hmm. of the time he's just sort of like napping and stuff. Like he doesn't really <laughs> get a lot of exercise so this new food we got him on has like no wheat in it and I think his Mm -hmm. old food like the wheat was like filler for him so this new stuff is just all like wheat free grain free so it's not as heavy for him that's the whole thing yeah your baby yeah my baby I'm already <laughs> planning his sweet 16, his party. Ah. He's, that's a few years away, but, yeah, I'm going to go all out for his sweet 16. I've never heard of a cat having a sweet 16 party, ever. So this should be no, he'll, interesting. He'll be the first, I'm sure. Oh, my God, you are out of control. Yeah, that's what Colson thinks, too, but... Uh. <laughs> I'm always like, well, you know this what, is Colton? your child, so. Yeah, that's what I tell Colton. I'm like, you know what, Colton? He was here before you. He can be here after you. Don't forget. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you leave poor Colton alone. You yeah, are so I mean. I can be. 
You are so bad. Well, I'm excited that I have tomorrow off. And um, speaking of my job, because I, I forgot to mention this, I feel so much security in my job in so many ways. Um, well, first of all, I work in a union, so they can't just fire me for looking cross-eyed one day, which right. a lot of companies will. Um, I feel so secure. I'm doing a good job. My boss constantly, my boss comes over to me every single day and a couple of other people, and he tells us, you know, okay, this is what you're doing today. Um, by the way, you're doing a great job. Like, every day he does this. And I'm like, wow, that's awesome. Who gets that? You know, and I have three weeks vacation, which is hard for me to use because, as you know, when we first met, I was unemployed. So the thought of having a vacation scares the crap out of me. But I just did a vacation last month. I did a week-long vacation. It was amazing.com. And so my next vacation, to get rid of the final four days of the year, are the week of Christmas. But oh, nice. I took tomorrow off to go to my doctor's. I haven't been to my doctor's as a trans woman yet. So this is going to be amazing. And I don't know, I just feel so relaxed in my life right now, like just so comfortable. And I was telling my friend the other day, I said, you know, I used to say if I had a boyfriend, my life would be complete. And I feel like my life is complete right now. And if I had a boyfriend, I'd be like, all right, shit, now I have to get dressed and go and meet him for a movie or dinner. I have to get mm-hmm. dressed for him to come here. Like, I don't know. I, I kind of like my life the way it is right now. I'm kind of happy. And um, 2016 will be awesome, though. I'm not going to lie to you. But, yeah, I'm, I'm just relaxed and happy. And I actually was talking to a friend who I know strictly on Twitter. We've never talked on the phone. We've never Skyped and whatever. So this morning, I texted him, and I said, um, I just wanted to let you know, you know, that I appreciate you as my friend, even though we only talk through social media, and that, you know, thank you for putting up with me flirting with you and all this other stuff. He's like, I'm happy for you because you're happy. And I said, how can you tell I'm happy? He's like, the way that you post stuff is just so different from the way you posted stuff before. So... I guess it even shows on social media that I'm happier. I didn't even realize it, but yeah, I think it's just reflecting every aspect, right? Uh, when you, when you're I really happy, so. it, it just comes across. I think so. It's hmm. a good place to be, being happy. Yeah. Who knew? Um. All right, my dear. I've yeah. kept you long enough. Thank you for joining. It's so good to hear your voice, and I'm glad things yeah. are good for you. It's been nice uh, catching up. I know. And one of these days, I'm going to get to Canada, and I'm going to scream through the streets, Dallas, where are you? And then you're going to come out, and we're going to have a huge hug. So. <laughs> Just make sure you're in the right city. It would be awkward if you were in Toronto, and you're like, Dallas, where are you? And I'm like, other side of the country, bitch. <laughs> so, okay. I'm. I think I'm near... Well, I'm obviously closest to Nova Scotia. Are you over by British Columbia, like in the west? Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm on. I'm on the other side. Okay. British Columbia is, is the province right next to me. Because I do have a straight um, husband named Clayton Chitty, 
who is in Canada. I'm just not sure where he is. So I'm going to have to visit him one day. I don't know if you know him. He's, um, oh, you do? No, Canada's a big place. I don't know. Well, he's not like a a regular person. He's a celebrity. He's he was in he's in like TV movies and stuff. But um, I'll tweet out. So is he in Toronto or Vancouver? Been, that I don't know. I think he's in. I don't know. I'll have to look. But he and I have become really close too, and I just I love him to death. I think he is just one of the, like the. When I become famous, he's going to be part of my squad. You know what I mean? That's how much I love that mm-hmm. boy. So I figure when I go there, we're all going to meet. You keep your hands off my boo thing, though. And um, it's just going to be fabulous. Yeah. I'll let you, like, you look at him, but you can't, like, talk to him too long because I don't, I don't want you stealing him with your awesomeness. Well, that's okay because I'm already married, right? So I well, can look. I just can't touch let me see where he's at. He is in Vancouver. Sorry. Oh yeah, yeah. So that's that's pretty close to me. It's like Uh-oh. a twelve-hour drive. Okay, good. Or it's Not like a two-hour flight. Oh, stop it! <laughs> I'll tweet out a picture. I think you might actually become a fan of his. He's really, really awesome, and he's. Yeah. So fucking hot. Oh my god. Give me his name and then I'll look him up. Okay. Yeah, he's um he's definitely he has claimed he claimed me first before I claimed him. Because I told one of my friends, I'm like, Oh, look up Clayton Chitty and I tagged him in the tweet. I said, You can look but you can't touch and then he replied back, Twitter taken by me. So he knows he's mine, so That's hilarious. I'm a jealous bitch, so but um, yeah, thanks again for coming on. I appreciate it, and I love you to pieces. And I'm, like I said, I'm just really glad things are going good with you, but then they always have been, right? So. Yeah, well, and like I said, it's been nice to come on and, and catch up with everyone. Yeah. All right. All right, I will be talking to you via social media. And everyone, thanks for joining us today and listening to us be... Um, mostly me be crazy, but yeah, thanks for coming on everyone. And, um, we will talk to you later. Bye. Bye, hon. Still thirsty for more tea? Then check out our upcoming and archived shows right here on our blog talk radio page. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter at The Spilled Tea and on Facebook at Facebook.com slash The Spilled Tea. Thanks for listening to tonight's episode of The Spilled Tea.